Do you ever sit in silence? I don't think many of us do. You know, in this modern day, we're constantly on the go. Our minds filled with activity and stimulus all the time. I know from my own life, you know, mobile phones, computers, all kinds of different devices and channels and messages coming at you. It's very distracting and it seems never ending sometimes. Um, so sitting in silence seems very strange. On top of all the distractions and messages that fill our minds and our screens, we've got a mind full of thoughts, constantly interpreting, analysing, judging, telling ourselves stories. It really is never-ending. If you think about it for a minute, just stopping and being silent seems strange to most people because we're always on the go, mentally and physically. You know, I remember a time not that long ago, and I'm sure many people do this. You use your phone as your alarm clock. You've got it by your bed. You wake up in the morning, and before you've even pulled the covers back, you're looking at your phone. You're thinking about what you've got to do today. Notifications are pinging at you and distracting you. And it really is bad for our brains. It's bad for our health. It's bad for actually getting anything done. And it's certainly terrible if you want to feel good and positive as you start your day. I don't do that anymore. I turn my phone off. I use another form of alarm. Because I start the day very, very differently. I mean, it used to be, I'll admit this, not that long ago, really. You get in from a hard day, and the first thing I would do is pour a glass of wine. It got to the point where I'd crave wine, like I was addicted to it, like I needed it to calm down after a ridiculously busy day. And of course, you know, when I was really struggling with depression and anxiety, all of this just fueled it. The wine became a crutch to take the edge off, to relax, to enable me to have some kind of pleasant evening to make me feel good in some way. And in trying to kind of help myself through all that period, physical exercise certainly being one of the things that helped me, I discovered meditation. Now, anyone that knows me <laughs> knows that I like to talk about meditation, probably a bit too much, but it's because I've really started to understand how powerful it is because it's about going into a silent space, taking a journey from activity, constant activity, into silence. You know, it's not. People have this impression that meditation is about sitting on a cushion in the lotus possession, chanting om. Now, of course, you can do that. It's a certain technique. But really, it's about taking our mind into quieter and quieter levels of awareness. It's really about reconnecting with yourself 
And I know that sounds strange, but in all the busyness of life and all the distractions and all the technology and all the trying to get three million things done in a short space of time, we lose ourselves a little bit. And yet with meditation, I've discovered, you find yourself again just by this very, very simple practice. And practice is the, the key word. You know, I've had people who say, I can't meditate, I can't do it, I can't sit still, I can't quiet my thoughts. But you see, if you develop a daily practice and you're consistent with it, you know, you start to see the benefit when you're out of meditation. You can't meditate once and expect your life to change overnight. It's just not how it worked, you know. When you were a kid and you couldn't swim, you weren't thrown in a pool of water once and suddenly you were, you know, like Duncan Goodhue, for those who remember him. So it's a daily practice, ideally twice a day. You know, for me... It's how I start the day. It's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning. I don't look at my phone. I don't switch music on. I don't, certainly do not put the news on because uh, that's just a disaster. I meditate for 30 minutes. I have other practices as well, but that's the most important one. Quieten the mind, get ready for the day, get more in tune with myself, how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking. But the benefits happen outside of meditation. It starts to shift your experience of life. You become more responsive than reactive. You know, you remember this from school, the story of Pavlov's dog, where the same stimulus would get the same reaction from them. And I think a lot of people are stuck in this. And, and I would include myself in the past, absolutely. Something happens, you freak out, you react, you say something that later you think, oh, probably shouldn't have said that, probably should have thought beforehand. But if you develop a meditation practice and you're consistent with it and you tune back into yourself, you're a little bit more conscious and increasingly so over time of how you feel what you think, how you respond to things. And just think if everybody was doing this, how different the world would be. Maybe there'd be less wars for a start. I mean, I personally think that this should be taught in schools. I think it should be taught in prisons. I think it should be taught to anybody who is prepared to put the work in and have a daily practice because it, it, it makes a difference. There was a study that showed when they brought meditation to schools, bullying went down. Surely that's a good enough reason for this to be something that everybody understands how to do. So it cultivates real self-awareness. Hot topic for me, you know, understanding yourself at a much deeper level because then you can reprogram yourself. You can change things for the better Stop reacting and behaving in the ways that you always have. That is possible. And the other thing people say, you know, I, I can't clear my mind of thoughts. It's not about that. You can't not 
have thoughts. Because no thoughts mean you're flatlining. You're dead. There's no brain activity. So that's just ridiculous. People misunderstand this. But what it is, is about more awareness away from your thoughts into stillness and silence. You know, that old saying, silence is golden. When it really is. Moving you from doing to just being. So this is why meditation for me is something that we'll probably talk about multiple times um, as part of this podcast. And I'll probably go into some aspects of it in more depth at times and talk to people who meditate a lot and share their stories of what they've benefited from. But I know for me, it really has changed my life. And, and, and in some respects, it's changing my personality. It's changing how I see the world, how I see myself, the way I deal with things that come up that on first thought might be deemed to be really stressful, difficult things, you know? Every thought has a start and an end, which means there's this tiny little gap between them. And that gap is precious. And with practice, you know, you can slip into that gap a little bit more often. And I've experienced this with my meditation practice. And it's basically where you kind of lose yourself a little bit. You, you, you're not quite sure what happened. You just realize that some time passed and you weren't thinking lots of things. You weren't aware and it gives you a real rest. The meditation that I'm learning, they call it, you know, restful awareness. And your body is in a complete state of rest, but your mind is still alert. And it has lots and lots of benefits. There's no goal to meditation. It's just practicing it on a regular basis. There's a great analogy that somebody told me um, and I think this sums it up really meditation is like diving into a cool calm still pool of water and it doesn't matter how deep you go you still get wet and when you come out of the pool you carry some of that wetness into your daily life and over time you stay wet a little bit longer you know it connects the mind and the body because when you're in silence and stillness you can listen to your body you can feel where there are certain sensations and you can truly start to relax it helps overcome the stress response that many of us live our lives in you know we come from a time where there's so much going on, everything seems stressful. And of course, as human beings, um, we kind of have a negativity bias hardwired into us. It was part of our survival instinct, you know, developed over millions of years where we're always on alert from some threat. And so our brains have been primed to look for the things that might threaten us. 
And this keeps us often in a state of high alert, of the stress response, of fight, flight, or freeze. People often forget the freeze. But I know myself, you know, in the past when I felt stress, it's like I go in slow motion and I, I can't move, I can't think, I don't know what to do. So we meditation over time and we practice. We help to reduce that stress response, not living on a constant feed of adrenaline and cortisol, which is fine in small bursts. We need that, but not all of the time. It depletes us in so many ways and is so bad for our health. I think we all know, you know, it's out there in the news so often that stress causes so many illnesses um, because living in a stress response depletes the body in so many ways. In meditation, the benefits are physical and psychological. In terms of physical, it helps the body go into what's known as a state of homeostasis. The body always wants to take us back to balance. And in that state, it can repair itself. It can heal itself. It's an amazing healing system all on its own without the need for medication and, and all of the things that we do to try and heal ourselves. It lowers blood pressure, decreases our heart rate, decreases inflammation. And I know myself, because sadly I have some arthritis in my left toe. And I've noticed the more I meditate, the less pain I get, the less inflammation there is. There's also some really cool benefits if you're getting on a bit like I am. It's good for longevity as well. There's a compound at the end of our chromosomes called a telomere. And there's science to prove that people who reg uh, meditate regularly, it increases the length of that telomere. Because once that telomere disappears, it's game over. And it affects our genes. It can upregulate a gene, downregulate a bad gene. And that's a massive, massive positive for me. Psychologically, as well as reducing stress, it helps you feel more healing emotions, joy, compassion, love. We can respond more consciously. You have better relationships. Your sleep is improved. And a big one for me that I've really benefited from. Decretion, a decretion, decreased addictive behavior. Back to wine again. I barely drink these days. And that's not me, you know, having to force willpower to not drink. I just don't feel I want to. Don't feel I need to. And don't get me wrong, I like a glass of red wine and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't need to drink to take the edge off. I don't need to drink to blot out any stress I'm going through. I drink because I like a glass of red wine and that is... Few and far between makes me a cheap date, that's for sure. So I wanted to just touch on meditation today. Um, my own practice uh, has been quite profound. You know, I feel the most relaxed and inspired and creative than I ever have. And yet, it doesn't mean my to-do list has got any smaller. It just means that I don't put myself through it every day. I take the time twice a day to sit in silence. Now I use a particular technique, it's called primordial sound meditation. Um, it's mantra based and maybe I'll go into that in a future session. 
because there are different, lots of different types of meditation. But the key, the key is really just taking you into a place of stillness and silence and letting your mind and your body relax, readjust and get itself back to homeostasis. So I hope you get some benefit from this. Um, I hope you, if you're trying meditation, just try and do it regularly. You know, they take, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. Do it daily for 21 days and then make a judgment call on the impact it's had on you. But if not, maybe I can convince you more in the future as we explore this topic in more depth because it's so key for self-awareness. And in terms of the workplace, you know, the, the struggle is how do you embed something like this in the culture of a company? Because that is what it will take. I spoke to wellness experts, you know, quite recently. And uh, corporate businesses think that, oh, OK, well, we've had someone in. They did, a, they did a session on meditation and, yeah, it was a waste of time. It didn't do anything. It's not. It's got to be a practice. It's got to be a regular thing. So maybe that's a challenge we need to address and look at and find out what the solution is there. Because in terms of self-awareness, in terms of understanding yourself, in terms of really maximizing your true potential, it's a really key tool to help you get there. Mm -hmm.